0: Alhamdulillahi <laughs> Rabbil Alameen Wa Salatu wa Salamu ala shrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa tasliman tasliman kathiran kathira My dear brothers and sisters I want you to first listen to the podcast uh, Called Love, the Bridge to Allah, which uh, Umar will put in this podcast, which I did on in 2020. Listen to that very carefully. I was reminded of this by a new friend of mine here. Uh, in America, who is uh, revert to Islam. And he said to me that uh, he heard this podcast on a road trip, and it really moved him, and uh, so on and so forth. But I couldn't recall uh, which it was. and But Alhamdulillah, thanks to my beautiful, geeky friends, they document everything. And so, alhamdulillah, Omar was able to find it. And when I listen to that podcast, I'm saying to myself, Ya Rabb, Ya Allah, Ya Kareem, Ya Raheem, Allahumma inna ka'afoon, Kareem, Allahumma inna ka'afoon, Tuhibba la'afu fafani. Allah, you are the one, the forgiver, you are the one who forgives, and you love to forgive. So forgive me. I'm looking at myself and I'm saying that I am 66 years old. If I last until the 20th of October, I'll be 67. It'll start. When I look back at my life and I ask myself, what do I have to show to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a token of my love for Him? I don't know what the answer is. I'm reminded of a teaching story in uh, in India. My grandmother, actually my aunt, uh, may Allah grant her Janatul Firdos, she used to tell this story. And this story was about this guy called Sudama. Uh, he was a poor man but as a child his uh, mother and father they used to work for the king in the garden they were gardeners and this little sudama used to work uh, used to be there and uh, he became a playmate of the prince the son of the king and of course they grew up and they went there different ways. And Sudama of course, lost touch with his uh, friend, the prince. And his father, who was working in the, gar- in the gardens, he got old, he retired, he left, they went back to their village. And that was the last that Sudama ever saw of the palace or of the king or of the prince. Meanwhile the king passed away, the prince became the king. Sudama got married, and one day his wife said to him, she said, look, we are so poor, we have nothing, we have we live in this hut with a grass thatched roof, and we have we are, you know, a lot of times we are starving, we have not even enough food to eat, and she said, you keep telling this story of how you were the playmate of the, of the prince, and so on and so forth, and she said what's the good of all that uh, what's the point that you have you are the playmate of the king uh, playmate of the of the prince the prince is now the king but what good, what good good is that to us because we are starving so big deal you are the playmate of the king now this wife kept on nagging him uh, and she kept telling him, go and ask the prince for something you know go and give ask him ask him for something <laughs> um Eventually Sudama just got tired of this. So he said, okay, I'll go. So now he decided to go to the capital to meet the to meet the king. And he wasn't sure that, whether the king would recognize him and you know what would happen. But what he knew for certain was that uh, you don't you don't just go to meet the king barehanded. Now, you take some gift for the king. But here was this man, he was so poor, what gift could he take? He had nothing. So, eventually, he, his wife gave him a handful of rice, you know, raw rice. She said, this is what we have, so take this. Sudama tied it up in a little bundle and he went to the capital. He traveled many days. Eventually, he reached the capital. And once he reached the capital, he went to the palace of the king and it was a struggle. I mean, you can imagine that poor guy even just to get inside. How would he get inside? There's soldiers everywhere and there's security and whatnot. And uh, who will believe this poor guy uh, who says that he wants to meet the king and used to be the king's playmate? So it took him a couple of days. Eventually, He persisted and, you know, one of the guards, he remembered uh, Sudama's father, the gardener and so on and so forth. So eventually, to make a long story short, Sudama found himself uh, inside the palace in the audience chamber of the king. And the king is sitting on his throne. And uh, Sudama now is absolutely terrified, literally shivering. uh, But now he's there, so he's got to go meet the king. So he went, and as he came close to the king, he saw the king got up from his throne and he came down to meet Sudama. And to Sudama's great surprise, the king asked him, the king recognized him instantly. And he told him, Where were you? He said, I have been thinking about you for so many years. I was thinking always about this little boy. We used to play together, and, you know, what happened to him? Where is this boy? And I had no means of tracing you. And I'm so happy you came and the king embraced him. And somehow felt so, he felt so good about it. And also he felt ashamed because his clothes were torn. He was smelling of sweat and, you know, but the king seemed to have absolutely no problem with any of that. And the king took him and sat him down beside him. And the king said, okay, so what did you bring for me? Because this is a custom in our culture. We don't go empty-handed. The king said, what did you bring for me? Sudaba had no words. He he didn't know what to say. His tongue was frozen. The king persisted. He said, you came empty-handed. You didn't bring anything for me. So, Sudama, very, uh, you know, in a very sort of uh, hesitantly and he looked very ashamed, he pulled out the little bundle of raw rice and he said, Your Majesty, this is all I have and this is what I've got for you. The king took that, he opened the bundle of rice and he said, Fabulous, fantastic. SubhanAllah, this is beautiful. And he started eating the raw rice. He just put the raw rice into his mouth. Now imagine, I don't know if you if have ever eaten raw rice. but it's, it's like, you can eat it, but it t- t- tastes like nothing, you know. You don't eat raw rice. The king ate this raw rice. And then the king ordered that a bag of gold coins be given to to sudama so picked up his bag of gold coins and he knew that this was, this was wealth that he could never even dream of. And this was wealth that would not only take care of him and his family, but it would take care of maybe generations of them. And he said to the king, he said, Your Majesty, I have only one question. My question is, I brought for you this little bundle of raw rice, but you gave me this huge bag of gold. Why? The king said, he said Sudama, both of us are major. He said both of us are We are compelled. You are compelled. You can only give what you have. And I can only give what I have. You can only give what you have. And I can only give what I have. This is what I have. Take it. The reason I told you the story is and you will understand it if you listen to the podcast first. I ask myself, what do I have to take for my Rab Jala Jala, Jala, When I meet him. And the answer in my heart. I asked my Rab Jala, Jala, who, who put this answer there. The answer in my heart is, Ya I could only bring what I have, and what I have are my sins, and you are the forgiver, you are the one who forgives, so I brought them to you so that they can be washed away, that they can be forgiven, because it's only the dirty cloth that goes to the laundry. Nobody brings clean clothes to the laundry, they bring dirty clothes. Because they know, they are certain that those clothes in that laundry will be washed. And this answer is also not my own. This is what Malana Ilyas Rahmatullah said, the founder of Tablighi Jamaat. This is what Malana Ilyas Raftulale said to somebody when they told him. They said, What kind of thing is this? You allow anyone to come uh, in the Jamaat, and you know, we have all kinds of people, drunks and drug addicts, and we don't know who they are. They come to Tabligh, and uh, you don't stop. There is no filtering process. There is no uh, screening process. And while Aliyah sallallahu alayhi may Allah fill his khabar with Nur. He said that the dhobi has a bad thing. He said we are dhobi. We clean. He said the launderer, the dhobi he only gets dirty clothes because he washes them. He says, we are dhubis. Our job is to wash the clothes. Subhanallah. Ta'ala, la'ala, ta'ala. Allah is not comparing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to laundress or whatever. But I say that, my Rabb, when I come to you, I will break my sins because that's all I have. That is all I have. The only thing I accumulated in my life is sins. I will bring those to you in the hope that your mercy is sufficient for them. In the hope and in the knowledge and the yaqeen that your mercy is sufficient for my sins. That you will forgive my sins. That you will open the doors of your rahmah and allow me to enter them. Allahumma tuhibbu for I you are the one who forgives. You love to forgive. So forgive me. Wasallahu alayhi wa